Cool. So, unoffendable. Unoffendable. Say that. Great job, uh, Pete. We could hear you loud and clear. Now, um, just go close your eyes. I'll close your eyes. Open. I, uh, I, missed, I missed my cue. Now, what, what am I wearing? Sunny. Sunglasses. And so, why? Because it's a beautiful sunny day outside? No, I'm not. Because we're talking about the sun. So, say sun. sun. And so, that's not S-U-N as in a male's, uh, a male or a parent's child that's male. No, no, it's sun, S-O-N. No, S-U-N. I've stuffed it up. I've stuffed it up. S-U-N, sun. So we're talking about in the sky, the planet looking burning gas. That's what we're talking about, right? Sun. Someone's sun, he's talking about the sun. Say sun. 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 So not a male who's a child. No, we're talking about in the sky, planet's sun. Or we could even title this the button of anger. So your choice, take a note. You've either got sun, unoffendable sun, or button of anger. Say button of anger. Button of anger. Who knows every human's got a button? Every human's got a button. Mine's got a hair on it. Yeah, belly button. Every human's got a belly button. But um, that's a cool button. Hopefully not too many people are pressing that button. But um, uh, who wants to get into the, into the Bible? We'll, we'll stop that right there. Uh, so, yeah, it's got a hair on it. But um, yeah, let's not touch that one. Ephesians 4.26. Say that. Ephesians 4.26. I can guarantee you that does not have a belly button in it. Okay, here, this is what it says. And don't, let si- uh, don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. I'm going to read that again and let that deep and meaningful go into our hearts. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. Now, this is random, but who, like, so it says here, don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. Who here has ever had the control of the sun? I have not had, ever had the control of the sun. And that's what it says. That's talking about we got control of the sun. And so I have had never, Pete's never come up to me. My dad's never come up to me. My boss has never come up to me and said, Josh, hey, you can let the sun go down now. I've never had it. Have you ever had that? It's simple, but this is, this is where it doesn't make sense here. It's, the Bible says, don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. And so I'm thinking, okay, that's a bit out of my control. But, I'll, but yeah, so we'll, we'll keep going. Um, but there's one aspect us humans, us people think it's a good idea is that we'll go, we have this thing called daylight savings. Who likes daylight savings? I personally don't like daylight savings. But that's, yeah, I don't like it for the fact that you, you wake up in the dark. I like waking up and it's like beautiful birds are flying and bees are stinging and stuff. Um, but <laughs> that's probably not cool. But I love bees because without bees we don't have food. But uh, well, I'm going out of, way out of track here. But we, as I was saying, we don't have control over the sun, but what humans try to do to control the sun is daylight savings. We do that by trying to, what's the word, um, control our, the, what days look like, etc. We, we agree with that. And so who, was here, who remembers the SA blackout we all experienced? I remember the SA blackout. And it's funny, at church that following Sunday, um, Pastor Michael said, we should all get T-shirts made. I survived the South Australian blackout. I thought that was a funny as idea. But we, um, uh, I think the cool thing is, so we're going to quickly do a bit of a link historically to that to us. And so back in the Ephesians day when this Bible verse was written, they didn't have electricity like us, right? We got that. And so when we didn't have electricity, life was a lot different in my house. I don't know if it's for you. But for example, once it went dark, because you had no lights, you had to go to bed. Because it's like, the, what to do? Your phone's going flat. You've got nothing to charge it. 
So you go to bed, you can't read because the lights are dodgy. And so back, so then we might have a little dodgy torch, like, or your iPhone torch, and it doesn't do much. Back in their day, they would have like a little candle lantern, so a bit of a wick, oils and stuff, and it, no light, right? We agree with that. And so what would you do when the, uh, the sun goes down? You go to bed. Agree? But our society, we're, we're different where um, we have lights, electricity, so it doesn't really matter. We can make whatever the day looks like for us. But, I've, and so then, but when we had that blackout, I had a realisation change. I goes, you know what? I can see why once it's dark, just go to bed because you've got nothing else to do. And so we see here with that verse, don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. It's not actually talking about controlling the sun and making the sun go down or we have control, but it's more saying that once the day's out, don't be angry, right? We can agree with that. Once, once the day's over, once the day's finished, um, if we, got, we can't have unresolved anger within our hearts. And so that's what it's talking about. Don't let the day be done while you still anger. While, and so don't go to bed angry. Cool? Now, next thing, who, who owns a TV? Who's seen a TV, use a TV? Anyone? Come on, Jasmine, you've got a TV, surely, exactly. Um, who's got a PlayStation, Xbox, comes on um, console, Wii U, the Wii, what's that new Wii coming out? Or the Nintendo device, the Nintendo Switch or something? Click. Hey? Yeah, what's that one called? Nintendo Switch? Click or something? Switch, yeah. And so who's got one a device like that? Hopefully you don't have the Nintendo yet. That's unfair, like crazy. It doesn't come out until next year. But what, you, what you'll notice, how do you control the TV? Remote control. Sam has got it. And so what does the remote control have that can, what do you have on the remote to control the TV? Buttons. Oh, here we're getting somewhere. And so, uh, but, so buttons control the TV. Buttons control games, like on the devices that we can have. Um, but just as buttons can, like, control these devices, the button of anger can control you. Tell, nudge the next person and say, the button of anger can control you. Like you mean it, the button of anger can control you. And so, as that Bible verse said, when we let anger control us, we are sinning. Dun, dun, dun. No one likes sinning. And so if we quickly go to that dictionary meaning of push someone's buttons, it says to arouse or provoke a reaction from someone. And so when we have a, the button of anger, when, we, when it's pressed, not our belly button, when the button of anger is pressed in our lives, it provokes a reaction of anger from us, which is sin. Cool? We understand that. I hope so. And so anger is an, offense, is an offensive button and that wants to control you. And if, so, but if we're unoffendable, we won't have that button of anger to control us. Agree? Agree. So now we're going to go back to Ephesians 4.26, read it again. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. Then we're going to go jump to the next verse. Jump. Jump to the next verse. This is what it says. So verse 27. For anger gives a foothold to the devil. Say devil. devil. Oh, that's a horrible name. Let's say Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, cool name. That's a cool name. But, but anger gives a foothold to the devil. Now, who's ever had a foothold? A foothold. Foothold. That was the ankle hold. Foothold. I've never... Who likes holding feet? I don't, but the devil does. He loves a good foothold. I know he's weird. The devil's weird. He can't get to your face, so he tries to get to your feet, but we just kick him out of the way. But, okay, but we go... The foothold. So I'll talk about this. This is an... Animals get trapped. There's who's heard of rabbit trap, dog trap, fox trap kind of thing. They're pretty cruel in one sense. Who's ever seen them on TV, on a documentary... I don't think I've ever seen them on David Attenborough, but you see like the Australian shows and that how a rabbit gets caught um, or you see um, like the dog traps and wolf traps and stuff and they get their foot caught. And so what happens is, you, well, I'm not going to go through all the details, but you dig a hole, you put this trap in it, then you sort of cover it over so that when a, 
the animal goes over it. Ah, I'm caught here. And they got they got a foothold because they can't, and they they're like, you know what I mean? Like ah. And so sometimes what you see is the the like a fox or something actually eat its leg off so it can escape. It's pretty gruesome, but that's what they actually do. They go, you know what? Stuff start like catches starving to death. I'll just eat my leg off and get out of here. But so in a way. That's what anger does to us as humans in a spiritual concept. It's a weird one, but just like the humans make traps to catch foxes, rabbits, dogs, or whatever, Satan with anger or the devil wants to get a foothold on us in our lives that prevents us from moving in freedom, right? So we're like, ooh, ballerina dancing. Um, and so, uh, boom, here we go. And so once the animal is trapped, it's going to get killed. So what will happen is the rabbit gets trapped, it gets killed to eat. A dog gets trapped and they kill it to because they don't want the dogs wrecking stuff or the fox wrecking stuff, right? So once it gets trapped, it's pretty much on a death sentence. And it's like, this is not cool. And the same thing is honestly for our spiritual life. When we get our foot caught by the devil and when anger takes the control of our life, it is not a cool thing. It's not like, this is awesome. Look at my dance moves, my one leg dance moves. It's not, it, this, as it says in John 10, 10, the thief comes, who's the devil, to steal, kill, and destroy. His plan is to get anger in your life, and that will destroy your spiritual life. It will destroy your spiritual ministry. It will, and, and other things, when you have anger in your heart, it destroys your friendships. It destroys all kind of relationships you have because you're holding something that goes, you know what? You don't have freedom anymore, and it causes death in, in things, and it's true. And so um, just another point here is I've never, ever heard when someone's like out of anger who's done something dumb, appreciate it. They've always re- regret it. For example, I know someone out of anger punched a woman, broke his hand. And I'm thinking, I can tell you he was not like, I'll do that again. He regretted it. I've never ever heard someone when they've like smashed their computer screen or their iPad and were just like, this dumb device push, and cracked it. I've never seen someone go, yeah, I'm glad I did that because it's dumb. Yeah, like people just do dumb things out of anger. You agree? Exactly. It's like, I just I remember this guy, this guy punched the wall. And it's like, wouldn't you punch the person? They should do some damage to the person. But no, nah, they punch a wall and break their hand. It's like, okay. So uh, moral of the story is don't with anger. When, the, when you get a trap, it destroys things. It breaks your hands. It breaks your computers. breaks your laptops. And they're like, um, but we've got to not let that button affect us because it just destroys things and us. Right? But now we're going to get to the real Bible. Uh, so if you've got your Bible, open to Joshua 10. Joshua 10. Oh, that's my book. No, not quite. Actually, this is a side note. I've been reading, when, the more I read about Joshua in the Bible, the more I dislike him. He's really not a spiritual bloke. Like, he did some cool things, but the some things he does is like, man, Joshua, you were not, you're not cool. But um, that's just for us, to, for us to learn from and not do the same mistakes, yeah? So Joshua 10, 1 to 27. We're all getting that. And so this is what the, um, on page 184, we all got that Bible, page 184. No. <laughs> okay, so Israel defeats the southern armies. So that, that reminds me, Yana's been watching the last Airbender movie, and it's got like the southern water tribe and stuff, but not quite the same completely. This is real life. This wasn't. That, the Airbender wasn't. Okay, so pronoun- please excuse my bad pronunciation of people's names, but God, you'll forgive me. Adini Ziki, king of Jerusalem, heard that Joshua had captured and completely destroyed Ai and killed its king. Woo, victory! Just as he had destroyed the town of Jericho and killed its king, he also learned that the Gibeonites had made peace with Israel and were now their allies. Ooh, so Israel, the Israelites made allies. 
And so those Gibbonites were like, yeah, we got the victorious people on our team. Um, so he, he, he and his people became very afraid when they heard all of this because Gideon, uh, Gib, it's not Gideon, Gibeon, Gibeon, I think, was a large town as, as large as the royal cities and larger than Ai. And then the Gibeonite men were strong warriors. So king, not warriors as in like you're scared, warriors as in, yeah, let's kill them, like swords and cool stuff. So king Adar Zechariah, whatever his name is, of Jerusalem, sent messages to several other, and so, so I know this is the king of Jerusalem before it was like Israel like, or Judah, so this is the king before there. Cool, we got that. And so, um, uh, so that king of Jerusalem sent messages to several other kings, so Hoam of Hebron, uh, Piramah of Jemitha, we're going to go, skip all their names because... I can't pronounce them. And they said, come and help me destroy Gibeon. He urged them, for they have made peace with Joshua and the people of Israel. So these five Amorite kings combined their armies for a united attack. They moved all their troops into place and attacked Gibeon. I know, so that place who were allies of Israel were getting attacked, obviously. The men of Gibeon quickly sent messages to Joshua at his camp at Gilgal. Say Gilgal. Don't abandon your servants now, they pleaded. Come at once. Save us. Help us. For all the Amorite kings who live in the hill country have joined forces to attack us. So Joshua and his entire army, including his best warriors, left Gilgal and set out for Gibeon. Don't, do not be afraid of them, the Lord said to Joshua, for I have given you victory over them. Not a single one of them will be able to stand up to you. Take, if you're taking notes, write this down. The Lord said to Joshua, "For I have given, uh, do not be afraid, for I have given you victory over them. And so just write this down if you're taking notes. God has given me victory over them. And so if you're taking notes, say that now. God has given me victory over them. We'll remember that. And so we'll keep going. Where was that verse? Here. Joshua traveled all night from Gilgal and took the Amorite armies by surprise. The Lord threw them into a panic and the Israelites slaughtered great numbers of them at Gilgal. That's a pretty horrible word, slaughtered. Hey, it sounds pretty gruesome. But um, that's in the Bible. Then the Israelites chased the enemy along the road to Beth Horam, killing them all along the way to Azekiah and Machadiah or something. All the Amorites retreated down the road from Beth Horon. The Lord destroyed them with a terrible hailstorm from heaven that continued until they reached Ezekiah. The hail killed more of the enemies than the Israelites killed with the sword. On that day, the Lord gave the Israelites victory over the Amorites. Joshua prayed to the Lord in front of the people of Israel. He said, let the sun stand still over Gibeon. I can't even pronounce the place. And the moon over the valley of Ajalon, whatever that place is. And so the sun stood still and the mountain stayed in place until the nations of Israel had defeated its enemies. In this event, no record in the book of Jeshar, the sun stayed still in the middle of the sky and it did not set as a normal day. Then there has never been a day like this, no one before or since, when the Lord answered such a prayer. Surely the Lord fought for Israel that day. Then Joshua and the Israelites' armies returned to the camp at Gilgal. So we're going to quickly pause there. Two big things is Joshua prayed that the sun stand still. And so we talked at the start briefly, joking around about we don't have control of the sun. But in this place, Joshua did have control of the sun. He prayed that the sun would stay still so that they could have a great victory. And there was, right? Yes, there was. And so then um, I'm not actually going to read up to 27 because I think we got what we needed really um, just for the sake of time. And so uh, we, we saw there it said that um, there was like hailstorms, so like 
God was killing people from the skies. It was pretty gruesome stuff. And people dying. Like, that sucked to die from hail, hey? Like, and who's ever seen, like, hail when it's, like, a big, te- like, golf balls and stuff? Like, that would be horrible to die like that. But um, lucky it's not us, eh? Like, it's not us. But as it said there, the Lord truly fought for Israel. And I believe God wants to truly fight for you in your life. I believe that God truly wants to fight with you in your circumstances and et cetera, et cetera. And I also believe that... Um, uh, that as when we pray for things to stand still, God can do it for us. And so, for example, so going back to the sun, and so um, now uh, we're saying that in, in Ephesians, uh, it said there that, uh, what did it say? Uh, I'll go to it. And don't let, the sin, uh, let's, don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. And I believe just like Joshua, so Joshua had enemies that he had to defeat. The, the Israelites had enemies that they had to kill, and Joshua had to go, you know what, I am not going to let these, these enemies live. I'm going to believe that God can help, help the sun stand still so we can have a bigger day in order so that these enemies can get defeated. And I believe in our lives that we have the enemy of anger. I believe we have its brothers and cousins of envy, jealousy, bitterness, um, offence, we, we have all those enemies in our lives personally, but we've got to go, you know what, we're going to, we're, and, and we've got to say, you know what, we're not going to let the sun go down while we're still angry. And so I, now you could take this out of context and go, okay, God, help the sun go, stay in the sky, have, have, help the day go longer so I can be cynical forever. Help the sun stand still so I can be angry forever. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we've got to believe in God that we say, God, we need these enemies dead before I go to bed. God, I need this, this anger dead in my life before I go to bed. This enemy of jealousy, it's got to be dead before I go to bed. I've got to have a battle God of and help me with the battle of um, all those things, bitterness, all those things that of what anger causes in our heart, the, the trap of the devil that he wants to, the foothold he wants. We've got to believe God. We've got to go, before we go to bed, we've got to go, God, help the sun stand still. But what we're saying is, God, help us win this battle. Help us have a free mind. Help us have a clean and pure heart that we don't hold anything against people. Because as we, I said before, I've never heard someone do something dumb out of anger and go, oh, yeah, that was awesome. No, they regret it. And we've got to live a life where we go, you know what? We don't want to regret having things in our hearts and treating people dodgy and people bad because of that, right? And so that's one thing I... I Oh, I really want us to encourage us. When we, when we have anger in our hearts, when we have bitterness in our hearts, we got to go kneel down before your bed, wherever you want to pray. Do like, who's ever seen that in the movies and they always do that, the dear Jesus or something. And then it's like, I'm thinking, I've never prayed like that. But I honestly believe if I have anger in my heart, maybe I should pray like that. Maybe I've got to go, God, and it's my war room. He's seen um, war room. But we honestly got to go, you know what? I need a war room because this is a battle. Anger is no, no joking thing. The sin wants to st- st- take your foot or your spiritual foot as such, destroy your freedom and kill you and wipe you off the planet and ha- make you have no impact. But we go, you know what, devil? You don't have control. God, we, we believe that the sun can stand still in my circumstance. We believe the sun can stand still, that the sun will not go down in, and I will not be angry and we will not sin like that. Cool? Cool. So next part, and so we'll go to what the quote that we looked at um, in the word for today this morning at church and said, when you view someone in context of their best qualities rather than their worst ones, you usually respond differently. And so, for example, when, when we get angry, when I get angry, I get angry at someone because of the dumb thing that they've done. They might frustrate me, they might annoy me. And, but why, and then why do I get angry? Because I'm looking at their, their, their bad qualities 
not the good ones. But we've got to go, you know what, Josh? I've got to decide to see the good. I've got to decide to see what they're doing well rather than what they're doing bad and respond differently, respond with love and not let anger control me. Because, um, and it's t- too often in life we can let um, some- someone does something and it annoys us and we let that control us rather than uh, us being in control of ourselves. And we've got to not let that foothold come on us because then you just have fight and conflict where we go, you know what, I'm going to be the bigger person. I'm going to drop that. I'm going to see the best in you. I'm going to see the best in Charlotte. I'm going to see the best in Sam. I'm going to see the best in Sean. And it doesn't matter what dumb thing you do, I'm not going to let anger hold on my heart and sin by doing something dumb, right? Yeah. Then 1 Thessalonians 5.15 in the Message Bible says this, Look for the best in each other and always do your best to bring it out. And so as, that's what we're talking about. We've got to look for the best. I, and so I've got to look for the best in James and just go, okay, he's cool like that. Now what can I do to bring that out of him? What can I do to uh, fish that out of him, pull it out of him? I've got to do that for Carmel, for Jaslyn. I've got to go, what's cool in Jaslyn? Okay, that's cool. Now I've got to pull that out of him. I've got to do my best to bring it out. Not rather than the other aspect where we go, you know what? Justin's horrible. Now, how can I boot her down the ground? And I go, you know what? She's cool. How can I get that coolness out even more, right? We've got to do that for everyone. Agreed? And so, um, One Heart Church, One Youth of One Heart Church, One Heart Churches of the ACC, and the ACC, so Australian Christian Church is our denomination, um, our national president, he, his name's Wayne Alcorn, and um, he's got a church in Brisbane called Hope Centre. And I was listening to his podcast the other day, and he had this line, which is really, really impacting me and it, um, I'll share it with you and I think this is a quote that I'm, I'm starting to say in my head I'm going to start saying it loud as well but so what this is what he would say when something anger comes in his heart this is what he says it matters but not that much say it matters but not that much it matters but not that much and so oh, I think it's such a simple but true thing things that can anger us things that can annoy us it matters yeah it matters Things, um, someone not scrubbing the toilet. It matters, but not that much. This, no, let's be real. Um, someone uh, doesn't put your, clo- put your clothes on your desk, not your bed. It matters, but not that much. There's so many things that can annoy us. Um, your, your parents getting angry at you for, um, for something that wasn't your fault. It matters, but not that much, right? And I believe we've got to be positioning ourselves in a place where we go, you know what, this anger... This thing that causes the anger, yeah, you know what matters, but it doesn't matter enough so I can have a foothold of the devil. And so we've got we to always have our perspective right when we go, you know what, God, we believe for greater, we believe for more, and we believe that you can do the impossible through us. I'm just going to pray to wrap this up, and then before we, what we're going to do then is, we're going to split boys and girls, so Joanna and Carmel can lead the girls, and then me, Sam, and Carlos will lead the guys, and we're going to pray for some stuff. But we'll just pray now to close in. God, we just thank you for this, this um, what you spoke to us through the Bible there. God, we just pray for the sun and the button of anger. May the sun stand still over our enemies. May the things that want to kill us and destroy us spiritually, Lord, the things of anger, the thing of bitterness, the, uh, the things of envy, the things of jealousy, God, the things of offense, may they not have any hold on our hearts. We don't want a foothold of the devil. We want that trap gone far from here. And we believe that you can, do, you can help us win these battles, that we can go to bed free. We can go to the bed light. We can go to the bed full of love and go, you know what? It matters, but not enough. It matters, but it's not important to re- ruin my joy. And Jesus, we just thank you that just like you did a, a 
physical sun stance still in the Bible. You can do a spiritual sun stance still for our character. And God, we believe and declare that we're going to be unoffendable people, that the spirit we are of is of heaven, the spirit we are of is of love, and that we see the best in people and we'll respond differently because we're seeing that and we're doing all we can to bring it out. And we all said, amen. amen. So yeah, now for girls, if you can go there, go.